pickaxe. Do I call you Jake and Bake or Jake or Just Bake? Jake, Jake's fine. Jake is fine. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Jake, Jake's can you cool. tell me a little bit about yourself and, and what we're talking about today? Uh, sure. Um, wait, what is that one question? Uh, or two questions. Oh. Very uh, observant yeah, of you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my name's Jake and I'm from LA. Okay. And... Um, I I mean I stream on Twitch. I'm known primarily for like IRL streaming or outdoor streaming. I lived in Japan for almost three years and started doing IRL streaming out there. And then okay. it kind of turned into what I do now, which is kind of crazy. Um also fast. And yeah, a lot of people know me for being out in Japan, but I recently moved back home to LA just to kind of make a home base again. Okay. Uh in the midst of kind of weird times. But yeah, so I'm back home. Cool. And uh yeah, what we're talking about today, I think is, I actually have, I mean, I, it, I think it's just general like anxiety stuff. Um, sure. I, I struggled it, with it once when I was like 19 or so, and I kind of did some stuff myself and I actually like, totally got over it and I was, I'm good. And then in the past couple of years, I'd say like maybe a year and a half or two years after streaming, I definitely, it's kind of came back and taken hold and I, I can like feel it and I, I kind of know the, the, I know what it feels like when I have it because I had it before. So like now it's kind of like here and lingering. And yeah, I don't know. Just that's okay. That's I think or yeah, I think that's what we're gonna be talking about. I, I've never talked to anybody about it like professionally ever. So I've no okay. no idea or expectation. You know, uh, yeah, that's it. Let me see if I can. I had a feeling something like this might happen. Let me see if I. Um, so that's really cool, Jake. So you said that you struggled with anxiety for a little bit when you were 19 and then it got better and then maybe it's it's gotten good or it's it started to come back a little bit since you started streaming. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's fair. And can you tell me just a little bit about um, how you decided to go to Japan? Sure. Uh I went to university in LA and then after university, I had an opportunity to study Chinese in China for two years. So I went there for two years and I came back to LA and actually started working at a, at a startup for a year. And after a year, I was like, I just felt like I was the most alive when I was kind of abroad and hmm. uncomfortable and learning something. And I just, I mean, decided to save up some money, quit my job and go to Japan for one year to study Japanese, in which case I just started streaming when I went there. And then that one year of Japanese learning turned into me streaming now for, you know, however many years and everything kind of like 180 based on, you know, 180, 180 from what I thought, you know, what would happen. So what did you think would happen? I mean, my original plan was go for years, study Japanese, come back home and just continue working with hopefully like a, just a more built up or improved version of myself, you know, with another language ability or something and just continue working, you know, uh, but yeah, I've been just kind of, so can you tell that, yeah. can, can you tell me what, what IRL streaming or like, like outdoor streaming or what is that? And what were you streaming in Japan? Yeah. Um, IRL that sounds streaming, like a lot of fun. I mean, it was, yeah, it's crazy fun. Um, IRL streaming is some people say in your life, I call it incorporating real life, but, uh, it's just, you know, streaming outdoors, whether it be, and it doesn't have to be outdoors, I'm sorry, but something that is. Uh, could be, I guess, like a, a real life experience. That's my idea is like streaming a real life experience. So for me, I wanted to base it around like, okay, 
I wanted to kind of stream my life as it developed in Japan because I went out by myself. I didn't have any friends and I wanted to kind of stream that experience for everyone, which I think people started to like. Cool. Yeah. And, um, and so are you still streaming in LA? Yeah. So I moved back. I mean, the idea was to move back because everything kind of has changed more into like traveling and exploring on more of a, like a little bit more planned content type of stuff. Um, so my idea was just to have a home base and travel from here quite often actually, but yeah, we're still streaming. I mean, doing a lot more computer streams now. Um, but just for the time being, while the world kind of settles down, I think. And, uh, but yeah, yeah. So everything's still the same. Uh, yeah, we're still streaming. Yeah. Just formats a little bit different. Yeah. And, um, can you tell me a little bit about when you said that you had anxiety when you were 19, like that's quite specific. Can you tell me what, yeah. what was going on or what you mean by that? Sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I've always kind of referenced this on my stream, I guess, but when, I think I was like 18 or 19 and I had really bad anxiety, which I didn't know at the time what it was when I first started feeling how I felt. Um, and, and how did you, what did you feel? Can you tell us that? Yeah. So at that time it was, it was a very like, um, um, it was, it was, it was a feeling of like constant like nervousness and I don't know if the word's like fear, but I was, I was just very, a very worried person at the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know if I want to talk about like the, I mean, the, I guess the root of the worry or what I really felt at that time was like, I, you know, I didn't go, I was like a lot of stuff. I wouldn't go outside to like a big public events. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't, I, I would always worry about weird things. Like, like what? I don't know. Oh gosh. I, it's okay at to have time, irrational yeah. thoughts. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I would worry about things like if I went out to a public event and because I, I would always have like stomach aches and like nervous stomach. I'm like, oh, what if I can't find a bathroom or like where's the exit at a at a movie theater? Like it would be weird. Like I would go to a movie theater and I'd have to know where the exits are, and where the bathroom is. I guess I had to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. It sounds really weird, but uh, it's not that weird, but we'll, we'll get to yeah, that in a second. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it, th those were like the I would say the surface feelings I would have about okay. uh, anxiety at that time. And it was kind of like. I don't know if the word's like de debilitate. Is that the word? Debilitating? debilitating? Sure. So, so it, like it, it would definitely you? affect, yeah, it would definitely affect like my normal life. And what's crazy about that is that growing up, I was always like happy go lucky. And like when people would mention anxiety in high school, I'd be like, like, what's that? Like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, just don't worry so much. And, mm -hmm. But like, it just hit me like kind of randomly. And I was like, at first, I thought it was a physical problem. So I went to the doctor and like, oh, you're fine. And I was like, and I was like, dude, and then I had to kind of figure it out. And it took a little bit of steps and a lot of like self-realizations and like mindset changes, actually. And I think I really grew a lot out of that when I came out of that. And can you tell us about that? Steps? What were the steps? Sure. Um, at the time, I kind of slowly realized after like doing my little research and talking to my friends, like, OK, I think I just am struggling from anxiety, like this word. And I never talked to anybody really about it except for my best friends. Um, and basically after I realized what it was, I just would look up different, um, what's the word, Solu not solutions, but like different, like different things that people would do to kind of get over their anxiety. And I would just try the little ones like meditating or just, um, what else did you try or what seemed to work? Um, for me, it was kind of just a, trying to find what the root of it was and just to, like 
like a little weed that was in there and like dig it out, like just attack it head first and figure out what is the root cause and figure that out. And then like have a total mindset change that actually kind of so like got me what, out of it. What do you think was the root? Um, so what I think the root was at that time was I was fearing the future. I was fearing things like death, like not, not specifically like, Oh my God, I'm afraid I'm going to die tomorrow. Like I wasn't like that, but it was definitely some weird fear. And I think it was cause I was actually brought up like very religious. And for some reason after high school, a lot of things started changing and you know what I was doing and my, my, I was really finding my own path. I think a lot of fears were like adding up of like, you know, like after I started feeling a little bit weird, I'd be like, Oh man, what if I'm sick? Like, Oh man, what if, you know, what if I was going to like die? And I'd, I'd like fear these things. Hmm. And I, I think it honestly was cause, um, I don't know. I think it was, I think some of it had to do with the religion part of my life. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. I was just brought up super, uh, uh, Christian, I guess like going to church all the time. And I stopped going when I was like 17 or 18, just cause I just didn't feel like it was for me. And then, um, so, you know, I, I hear people say this actually a fair amount, super Christian. It's not just Christian. It's like super, Christian. super Christians. Like, (laughs) Super Christians, like your mom, like makes you go to church every Sunday. If you don't go to church, then you're like ground, like you're in trouble. And like, it's, and you know, I can't, I can't play games with any blood in it. And I can't watch the Simpsons. And that's super. Christian. What's wrong with the Simpsons? I don't know. It probably has like, you know, like anti-Semitic or anti what's Sem- not Semitic, Semitic and just anti-Christian like jokes or something. I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard anything religious on The Simpsons, but you know I haven't. Hey, that's it. that's why it's super Christian is because I mean they can, <laughs> people can find something out of nothing. So interesting. And so, what was it like growing up in in that kind of house? So it sounds like your mom was was quite religious. What about your dad? Uh, no, my dad really wasn't that religious. He's my mom's like typically very conservative, um, uh. And super Christian. Not that's a bad thing. I mean, that's just a mom. And then my dad is just more aggressive, just more like um I don't know if the word liberal, it's not like a political word all the time, is it? But he's got more like he, he's very like maybe LA, I guess. He's just, you know, progressive, he's, I think, and he's very he's open minded and it sounds like he's maybe less rigid and a little bit more flexible. Maybe that's definitely he's i would always talk to him whenever there was like anything going on in high school or some serious thing or and do you have siblings one brother and is is your brother religious no he's kind of the same as me i think around you know he always go to church growing up in high school i think he just found his own kind of path as well so me and my brother and my dad are very kind of very similar in that and then my mom is yep so uh, and your brother's older or younger older by eight years oh wow that's a little bit older mm-hmm. um and and what was y'all's relationship like when you were growing up i mean it's he's quite a bit older than you right so yeah it was uh it was pretty i think standard like you know pick on me come the younger kid but like as we got older we as i got to be like 20 i think and out of high school we definitely started getting more close and now we're actually very close we actually live in like the same apartment complex when i moved back and like we hang out hmm. almost every day but um i, I would say it's very typical it, there's yeah just sibling eight years okay. older and you know just the normal pick on you younger kids your younger ch- 
or younger brother kind of stuff. But sure. Yeah. Um, and, and so you said that you felt like some of your kind of fear of the future or death and it, it's okay to like, yeah, uh, how can I say this? It's perfectly fine to say things that sound like they don't make sense or are like super psychoanalytic. And you yeah, I'm, I'm also it. probably more hesitant saying it because like, I know people are watching. So like, I'm, I'm trying not to make that affect anything. I'm not looking at chat or anything, but like definitely as like a, sure. What my what brain effect, is trained to think about what, what effect does that have? Let's talk about that. What effect does that have on you that people are watching? Uh, I don't know. I've always been someone that doesn't, I try not to really care about people think about me. I've always kind of been that way in my life, but I think over years of streaming, it's just knowing it's not like I'm trying to appeal to anybody, but it's just maybe you do have a little bit of feeling of what people are thinking, like what they're saying about what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, and, yeah. and, and so it sounds like it occupies, how can I say this? So it sounds like knowing that people are watching, even if you try to not let it affect you, occupies a little bit of space in your mind. And there's really no way of getting at, around that. Yeah, it's, yeah, I would say it's pretty hard. I, I haven't really, I mean, I would assume most streamers have that little occupancy. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is one of the advantages of being a boomer is that I tend to be oblivious to most things. So it's, uh -huh. it's easy for me to forget. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping to get there. <laughs> You'll get there one day, man. You just need, you know, it so, sounds like you're crossing 30 and just give it a couple of years. And <laughs> once, once you don't recognize what kids say, like once you yeah. don't understand terminology on Twitch or don't understand the games that people are playing, or yeah. this is a big one. Do you have a younger person who helps you with set up your technology? No, I'm. I'm See, that's no. not a boomer then. Oh, okay. So you, <laughs> to become a real boomer, you have to have someone who helps you set up your technology, which you thought Got you it. knew how to set up. Okay. And um, so that's when you're going to be a real boomer. And that's when you'll become impervious to the opinions of people on the internet, but not really impervious because no one's impervious. But Looking you, forward to it. You'll get some damage resistance. Okay, good, good. Um so tell me a little bit about like when you were saying uh you know you felt like some of the, your fears of of death which I know sounds like so grandiose but um you know some of your fears were rooted in your religious upbringing. Can you help us understand a little bit about like how those two things are tied together? And even if it's not like a, you know, like a one to one Sure. Just... Uh yeah. Again, I don't think like the full root of that whole anxiety was just like, "Oh, I'm afraid to die." That's like yeah, not what I was trying to say, but there's just some aspects of like, what would be worried about, like, going like just things I couldn't. I don't know, it's just stupid stuff. But okay, uh, as far as that specific question, because like you know, in, in church you're taught like, okay, if you don't believe in the perfect way to believe and believe in in this scenario, G Jesus and blah, blah blah, like you go to hell. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh damn, like if I if I was gonna die, I'm gonna go to hell. Like you know, that would, that was a little tiny fear at the time. Uh, right now, I mean, that doesn't occupy or. It's definitely not an issue right now, but at that time, that was I think that was it. And like I was like you know looking up on the internet like conspiracy theories and like just like end of the world stuff at the time, and it was it was like so stupid now looking back. But that was a huge. That's what caused a lot of stuff. A mm. lot of my problems, I think, was that like this constant bombarding of worrying about what's going to be in the future. And um, sure, yeah. So but, so. Uh, yeah. So, Were you worried about particular aspects of the future? 
sounds like yeah i mean you know, death in the uh, afterlife is one of them but like were there particular things like sometimes people worry about being alone or they worry about you know not being respected or able to support themselves or living up to their potential i honestly i think i was just fearful of like i think the root of it was the death thing and i after like after i'd be more and more like fear fraud always just continue looking up things about like how bad the world like what's happening to the world right now and oh man like into the like say honestly into the world stuff like it was kind of weird like 2012 weird like just stuff that i it's i don't know i kind of giggle so, at it now but yeah does it sound kind of embarrassing to say that stuff it definitely yeah it's definitely embarrassing but I, I don't know i think a lot of people kind of did that i mean i was an internet person and i was always on there and being you know inputting so much and in, in trying to sift through it and yeah yeah so jake let me offer if it's okay i want to offer like one or two thoughts about your feeling of embarrassment is that cool yep Please, so the first yeah. thing is that like everyone feels like their anxiety doesn't make sense everyone like but it's not you know anxiety is not designed to sort of make sense it's not it's just yeah. not how it works like yeah. our, our, our mind is a thinking machine and sometimes it generates thoughts that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. And that's actually perfectly okay. Like, like voicing thoughts that feel irrational to you doesn't make you a stupid person. It's just, your mind just comes up with that shit. Yeah. And, and when you look up stuff, how did it affect your anxiety? I mean, it would just add to it like i would make think about more things like pile on more shit yeah. That, yeah so so then let's think about that for a second so what you know what what did you gain and i and i want to acknowledge that you did get something right so let me maybe put it another way how are you satisfied by looking up something on the internet because it sounds like it fueled your anxiety but what did you like you know because i'm guessing getting the sense that you we're hungry for something, you would do a Google search and then you would read something and then you'd feel satisfied even though your anxiety would increase. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, hmm. Like, I might have been getting a feeling of satisfaction by by thinking that I was like obtaining some knowledge that I wish everyone else knew. Like, you mm -hmm. guys need to know this. Like, come on, like this is happening. Like, yeah, that's probably, because I would like talk to my friends about it and like, I wasn't like, I don't know, but yeah, maybe that, that, that from, if I think about it, that'd be my answer. I think that would make sense. And I could, okay. even thinking back, I think that's a feeling that I would get. Sure. So, so, yeah. so, so you were learning something that other people didn't know. Did you feel like doing research helped you prepare? I mean, I didn't really prepare because nothing happened, but yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah I don't like, maybe. No, I, talk I'm about feelings. Okay, yeah. yeah, sure. Right. So like there's an unknown, there's a problem out yeah. there that like maybe the world could end. And like, what are you going to do about it? Because your anxiety is like, what are you going to do about that? Yeah. Does that question make sense? It's like, we got to do something, right? So like anxiety drives you to do something, right? So like I mean, you, you have to plan, you have to know where the exits are. You have to know where the bathrooms are. You have to know when the world is going to end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's almost like a, it's just a cycle, like it's fueling itself, I guess. Yeah, is that how it felt to you? I mean, until I stopped doing that, yeah. I so how did so. you, okay, so you said something about a change in mindset. So what, what changed for you? How were you able to stop indulging? Sure. Um, uh, I've always thought that I'm like a pretty, like, 
like strong-willed person and um when when i when i like realized okay like jake you're doing something wrong you need to realize what's going on here i actually just really thought about the root like the deepest root of what could cause this and for me the deepest root was like i was like if you go down the the trail it's like okay if the world ended what's the worst that's gonna happen you're gonna die and then i took that out i was like that's the deepest root of what's causing this so i just literally like thought to myself this is like it sounds so stupid and like it's some don't judge yourself just just speak okay sorry sorry i do have a i do have a lot of what's that humor called where you just talk shit about yourself self-deprecating yeah it's like anyways so it's good and bad but anyways okay so I, I I just created a mindset and I told myself like this and I told myself this over and over again at this time was uh all right well don't worry about all this other shit and I basically create this mindset where if you were to die tomorrow you want to be happy for the life that you live today and everything before so with that mindset it like com- actually like completely like, it's not like 180 I woke up the next day after thinking that and was fine but that completely changed everything Okay. Uh, after I created that mindset for myself, I started like every day working on myself, like physically, like uh, not, not like crazy gym Chad, but like I would, I would like you know make conscious decision, decisions to wake up a little earlier, go on a little jog, start working out. I would start eating healthier. I would like basically use all of my time that I had to be very productive. And with the mindset that if I was to die tomorrow, I'd be happy for everything I did, and that's what actually caused me to go to like china and stuff like that was like i just thought i would basically try to take risks and make decisions that would make me like proud of the life that i was living and sounds great man that was like actually yeah i was in like honestly i was in like bliss like after i came out of that like maybe i was 20 i mean i came out of like a long relationship too but that the relationship was not a actually like actually like a big thing in my head at the time but anyway after that like you know like after a relationship you go you start working out but after that i was in like bliss i was in probably the happiest time uh yeah it was a very just i don't know very positive and feel sure. good yeah time yeah so let me ask you it's something. always been like that what do you what do you think yeah. would have happened jake if you never got that anxiety at the age of 19 what do you, um, where, where do you think you'd be right now honestly i i, I might have just gone normal route and like just went to college started working in a marketing firm and not really done what i did um yeah i mean yeah so, you ever think about that? No, yeah, totally. When when I I've always looked back at that and been like, and and it's made me realize a lot of things. Like when there are, you know, you have to have downs to know the ups. You have to kind of see a little darkness to appreciate the light and like things like that. I've always thought. Um. Um. But yeah, I mean, well, I, I mean, I that's that sounds like a little bit of an understatement to me. To be honest, it sounds like a generalization. Like there have to be downs to be ups. Sounds like a safe yeah. and logical thing to say. But what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, your anxiety altered the course of your life in a drastic way. Yep. Is that, what do you think is up with that? Like, do you think that that's, how do you understand that? Or do you not really think about it much or? Um, Well, no, I, uh, I, maybe I don't think about it now. Um, It's kind of just become normal for me, but I can definitely say that it made me learn a lot about myself at that time because sure. I was someone who was like, Oh, I can never get anxiety. That's how I always thought. I was like, what is this? I can, I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm a happy, like, mm-hmm. but, I, but I got it. And like, I didn't know what it was and it was kind of scary. And then, um, it made me realize a lot about 
myself and kind of how I wanted to live after, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so you went to China. It sounds like you use the word bliss. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, but I was, <laughs> sure it is. Yeah. Just speak your truth, man. It doesn't have to be right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and then, uh, you went to Japan and, and when did the anxiety start to creep in? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it started maybe, I would say, let's just say a year and a half ago or, or more like around a year and a half ago. Yeah. I would say mm-hmm. I specifically remember like the first day I, like, I remember actually the, t- the first day I felt the feeling of anxiety and like right away I was like, holy shit. Cause like there's sometimes in life, like, in, can you tell us about bliss- that day? Sure. I do want to say though that there are some yeah. times in life right throughout this blissful time that it was like I'd catch myself and be like, oh my God, you're a little nervous, Jake. Breathe. Like I would catch myself. I would breathe. I'd relax and like I'd be fine. But anyways, about let's say two years ago or a year and a half ago in Japan, I had the feeling of like, shit, Jake, you got a little anxiety right now. Calm down. And it didn't really go away like it usually does. Um it was actually on New Year's Day of twenty. 20- 19 new year's day 2019 okay and what was was going on that day do you remember um i just came back from seeing my family in la and i did a crazy new year's eve stream in japan like they're they're like the craziest streams like just out partying all night and just having a really insane stream and then i was supposed to stream the next day on new year's day and i just i was like mentally just not feeling like i was like dude like I just don't want to go outside right now. I just it was kind of like first time in in ever since being in Japan or being streaming that I felt that way. And I remember talking about it on my Discord a little bit with my 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 viewers and stuff. And uh, it was weird because I was like, it's a big day for us, you know. But um, yeah. I mean, that's the first day that I had it, and it, it slowly would be more and more, and then it's been kind of since that last year and a half been kind of just up and down. I, I can feel the exact same symptoms I had before, you know, little mental and physical stuff that's being affected. But yeah, that's it. That's about a year and a half ago, I guess. Yeah. So, and, and what are you, when you're, what are the, what kind of thoughts do you have? Good breathing, by the way. Oh, thanks. I did a little yoga this morning. Good for you. <laughs> um, that's a very that's a very open-ended question and i know it's supposed to be like that so i'm trying not to think too much about it before i answer um at that time or right now at at that time um at that time i just thought like all right you're just going through a little like maybe a couple days of just feeling a little nervous anxiety maybe a little bit too much going on maybe just need to relax and chill maybe don't you know don't drink so much because when i went to japan socially you do drink a lot when you meet people and i was like the majority of my stream was going out and exploring and meeting, meeting people. And, you know, I'd be like, okay, just don't drink and chill and you'll be fine. And, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't, yeah, I mean, I did, and, I did. And stop, then is, you know? is your anxiety continued to grow? Do you remember what kind of thoughts you had? Like, let's say like end of 2019 or, or like fall of 2019, like, what we are so in the past it was you know your anxiety used to tell you you have to find the exits maybe yeah. you had some fear of death yeah what, what kind of thoughts do you have now oh 
Um, now my thoughts, and I don't think these thoughts are triggers for the anxiety. I think that they are a cycle of adding to what I have, but now I'm sure. thinking, damn, Jake, you have these same symptoms. Like I feel very like fuzzy thoughts. Like I'm just, I feel very like my mental is not as sharp. And when I first started mentioning this, my stream's like, oh, you're just getting old. Like it's so normal. And maybe, maybe that is part of it. And maybe I'm just overthinking that I'm just becoming a little more slow. But it's like recognize it's like recognizable to me. Um, my vision has like become super blurry in the past year and a half. Like, like it's insane. I was always like twenty twenty, and then, like, I don't know. It's just there's like a Did lot of little see? physical things. Sorry, okay. What? Any chance you've seen an optometrist recently? I went two weeks ago. Yeah, out here actually, and okay, good they for just you. gave me gl- glasses that are coming soon. But How do you, you know, feel it, about it was that? nice. I mean, it's a relief. It's a relief to go and like just to rule out that there's any physical problem. It's very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. B- but um, what are you um, afraid of? To be honest, I'm, I'm. Oh, what am I afraid of? Shoot. Okay. Well, my first answer was I'm afraid that there is something like a little physical problem like with me that I don't know about. Sure. Which is actually really bad because that leads back to my you know. The time when I would always fear, what's the, you know, fear? Oh, okay. God. Yeah. And what would it mean if you had a physical problem? Uh, that you'd be, I mean, that I would be, I don't know. What would that mean? Yeah. Um, what does um, that mean? I don't understand the question. What's the significance if you did have a physical problem? Let's assume it was true. Um, then I guess that would just, I don't know. I mean, it would suck. What would suck about it? That it could. Uh, I don't know how to answer that. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Um, do you feel okay not knowing how to answer some questions? It's not like there's a right answer. It's just, you know, sometimes I can ask a bad question frequently. Are you okay with uh, that? I don't know. I, no, it's fine. Yeah, ask away. I just don't know, like, how to answer. I mean, what suck about it, I mean, you, I guess, I just don't want to fall back into what I was already talking about What I got over. It was like, okay, what's the first going to happen? Like, okay, you're sick and you could just die. So I I mean, thinking, yeah, so, so, okay, let's point out what just happened, Jake. Okay. So you're doing good, buddy. Stay with me. Okay. I'm getting spanked right now. Huh? Okay. No, I feel feel like I'm getting spanked. I I knew. Who's being, who's doing the spanking? I'm not being spanked. No, not that. I mean, like, well, don't spank, but you know, like I just meant like, um. No, I, I I understand. I think it's fair for you to feel like you're being spanked, but who's doing the spanking? That makes sense. I to mean, me. I, right now I'm kind of spanking myself because I'm yep. realizing that there, that this isn't a majority. I really don't think this is a majority of what started the cause of this right now, but it definitely has become now a a part of what, yeah, what my anxiety is right now. It definitely yeah, so, has the so hypochondria and yeah. Let let me let me understand. So I think you were, I think you had answers for my questions. I just don't think you liked them or weren't comfortable saying them because you you gave yeah. us a little clue there. 
So I, I think what the silence was, was actually like conflict within you. Is that fair? Or were you just drawing a blank? No, it was not. I mean, I had like answers inside me. I just was like thinking, is that? You really don't want to say them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thanks for giving us a glimpse. Cause I think that that's enough to get us started. And, and, yeah. you know, it's okay to not give us a glimpse, but I'll tell you a little bit more about glimpses in a second. So the first thing is that what I kind of heard from you is like, let me know if this is right. Okay. So you didn't precisely say this, but it's kind of like, well, if I do have something wrong with me, then like, maybe I could die, but oh shit. Like we already dealt with that. That was like yeah. back when we were 19. So like, I don't want it to be that again. Like I thought that that was taken care of. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? Is that fair? Yeah, no, that's, that, that's totally fair. And that's why I was kind of like weird answering that way. But I, but these are just, these are thoughts I've had after the, after what I feel like was my, like when I started getting anxiety again, which I really, at the time, I'm just like, I, I it was, there was no thoughts of that in my head at that, like when it first, yep. the first day. And, and that's so like, the anxiety has definitely kind of not snow snowballed maybe into like adding on extra little things now, which is like shit. Now I have to start like pruning more shit off before I can get to that root again. And ah, yeah. Yeah. So, so here's, here's what I'm hearing from you is that you don't want to say that answer because temporally your anxiety it's sure it's become maybe a fear of death again, but that happened later after the snowball yeah. started forming so that's yeah. not, you're telling yourself that that's not the right answer because you yeah. started experiencing anxiety before you started thinking about death. Maybe, yeah. So you're kind of discounting that even though that's the answer that pops into your head. Yeah, yeah. Have you started feeling old recently? Uh, no, I think, I think. No. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's ever been like a, a thought. Yep. I mean, yeah, no, this chat just says you're a boomer and I just laugh at it. Like, yeah, I am joke. Ha I'm going bald, but like, I don't. What about your that. mental not being as sharp? How long have you been feeling that way? Um, honestly, just like since the anxiety, since I started feeling anxiety, which, which was, this was like the key thing of when I was like 19 or so I was the same. It was very foggy. Like I remember like, I remember like specifically when I was young, like when I had anxiety, I remember like when I turned my head and like try to look, I couldn't focus on things like right away. That was like a physical thing that caught that would, that was like one physical thing that I had when I had anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that right away a year and a half ago. And I was like, Holy crap. Like I'm getting anxiety again. Like I, I just like realized I was like, shit, Jake, you got to figure this out. And, okay. Uh, yeah. That's so like one thing I think, yeah. But. Jake, I'm going to offer a couple of thoughts, okay? Mm -hmm. The first is that I get the sense that you're trying to give us a, the right answer. So I don't want the right answer. There isn't a right answer. I just want whatever's okay. in your head, as irrational okay. and as stupid as it is. Because okay. I, I, I don't think it's irrational or stupid. Um, and even if you feel it's irrational or stupid, like I'm even happy with you sharing with me what your struggle to speak is. So even mm -hmm. if you can't give me an answer, if you can share with me why you can't give me an answer, that would be awesome. Okay. So what we want is a window into your mind because like basically we're going to look under the hood of the car. Yeah, please. And, please. And, and so like, for example, this whole process of like you kind of saying, I don't know how to answer that. 
I think you had answers, but something kept you from sharing those answers because you were judging what your answers were. There was judgment yeah. there that kept you from speaking. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I yeah. generally overthink way too much. So. Right. So, so even there, so like, like what was that? Was that bad? Was that bad no, no, no. What, what, what was that? How do we describe that? I overthink way too much. Am I admitting something? Am I realizing? Is it a... Uh, it's a know, judgment. A... Oh. Okay. Right? So this kind of also goes back to self-deprecating. Oh, like, yeah, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very self-deprecating, and I don't... I hope that hasn't affected me, like made it worse. Yeah, so I think that there's a certain amount of humor to that, which is completely fine, but do you judge yeah. yourself frequently? Um... Do you mean like just like I just did when I said I'm? Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, all the, yeah, I guess so, oh. all the time. Yeah. But, so I, but I, I usually do it very lightheartedly. Usually, like I'll say, typically, it's very lighthearted. Sure, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with that because I, I don't think you, you strike me. So some people like weigh themselves down with heavy judgment. Yeah. You're, in, you know, these are people who like tell themselves that they're ugly or pieces of shit or things like that. You strike me as uh -huh. someone who's quite confident, and yes. and has generally speaking like a positive outlook. So I don't think you judge yourself in the same way as like the heavy judgments. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'd say that's fair. But I, I still think that you have a very, a relatively common, subtle judgment going on that because mm. you're a relatively resilient guy, you can use humor as a defense mechanism and kind of like laugh it off. But you yeah. still judge yourself in ways that you can handle, but you're still doing it. Does that make sense? Yes. It does make sense. And you've been doing that your whole life or? Um, I, uh, pro actually probably, I guess, I, yeah. I mean, I've always been like the class clown that developed into probably that kind of weird using jokes or something to always have a fallback. Which, is okay. that right? Is that sure. weird? Is that like a bad? No, no, no. Know, it's yeah, just, it always... makes me want to ask a fall, uh, like a, like a fallback from what? Like, what are you falling back from? Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, it's not like a, I'm just, I don't know. Like I would just say things. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I don't know. What like, are you oh, feeling right now, Jake? <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling. I'm, I, I'm trying to think about what I fall back from. I don't know if it's anything specific. Yeah. Yeah. I know. What are you feeling right now? Oh, um, is you think about what to fall back from. Like something happened, like you started smiling a lot, but I don't think it was, I think it was like a deflecting smile. That's I, a very, I smile a lot and I think a lot is deflecting and I used to get made fun of for smiling actually. Sorry, random. Mm -hmm. kind of sucked. So, so what happened if you didn't make a joke? What do you think would have happened when you were, for lack of a better term, and I realize I'm asking you a really broad question, when you were yeah, young, sure. is there some weird ass random thought that pops into your head? If I ask a broad question, yeah, what would happen if you didn't make a joke growing up? What were you afraid of? I don't know. Maybe I just liked people laugh. Like I just liked, I don't know. I liked, I liked reactions. Definitely. That's maybe that's, I okay. like reactions and that's definitely, yeah. That's been a good and bad thing in my life. I think I like reactions. Okay, that's helpful. maybe I, yeah, maybe I fish too much for reactions. Do you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. Why do you not fish like? For, what do reactions do for you? Um, 
they tell me about people. What do they tell you about people? Mm. This is weird. Okay, sorry. Um, it's not weird. No, I, I got to watch how I say things now. No, 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 no. It is. It, no, Jake, that's a great thing to yeah. say, man, because it's. I was about to say that's what we fucking do here, man. Okay. Um, Shit gets weird. That means we're doing it right. Like, if I said something like kind of weird or obscure, and then I use a joke, like a laugh or a joke as a fallback, after I say the weird and obscure thing, you can see how someone reacts and then like kind of get a feeling of like what they think about that. And if it's a bad feeling they get, then you can fall back on the laugh. And if it's like a not, if it's like normal, then you can like, I don't know, then it's okay. Yeah. So let's think about that. Was there a particular, that feeling of saying something weird and getting yeah. that reaction? Do you remember a, a time in your life where like you said something and you got that reaction really, really powerfully and you were like, nope, never going to do that again. Uh, uh, I don't know if there's anything like specific I can think okay. of. I can think, I can think about that I'm even doing it in, in this call with you. Like I'm definitely, yep. the way I'm talking to you, I'm like saying something and saying that's weird and I'm actually kind of curious. Like I'm not like, frontwardly curious but in the back of my mind like kind of curious like does he think that's weird like yep and then i'll like and that's that, that's that so idea. can i put words to that yes yes please <laughs> yeah how you doing jake that's okay, not like, honestly I'm, I'm a little nervous i have no expectations but like i've never talked to anybody like that's you know that knows you know ha or at least has some professional so, background in things so this is kind of cool for me okay so what i'm hearing is a fear of judgment right you're gauging okay. how we're going to judge you. And, and, and if we don't judge you in the right way, then you've got to fall back. Right. And then you can alter our judgment by making a joke. Correct. And then, and then, so we're going to, we're going to try. Okay. We're going to play a little game. So say something to me. Just anything. Fuck. I got to do this properly. I'm going to try okay, to keep a straight face. Okay. So okay. this is what I'm going to do. So you're going to say something. I'm going to do my best to be neutral or negative. Okay. And then I want you to notice how you feel and then see yourself want to crack a joke. Okay. Okay. But I got to. Okay. Okay. Wow. You're in Patagonia. I think only a bunch of Chad's were Patagonia. No, nah, I'm just kidding, man. It looks good on you. <laughs> you feel it? Just you... wait. What did you do? What are you trying to like? No, what, what did you? What, what, when I didn't say anything, what did you do? Like, what? How did you feel? Did it work? I'm not. I can't tell. No, nah, it didn't. I, I was scared that you thought I was serious and that you that you're actually upset that I don't like your Patagonia jacket, which I like. And then, and then, what did you do? I just joked about it. I said, "Nah, dude, it's cool." So, 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 when you thought I was serious for a second, like, did you get that feeling? I mean, I was also trying to role play like you break, broke it down, but yeah, I did a little bit. Yeah, and right. If it, so, and if it was a real life scenario, definitely have that. Yep. Right. So, so that, that's so like, and then, and then, like, what is that feeling? What does it feel like? Um, feels like pressure of worrying about like, damn, they might not like me because they thought I was, or, or because what I said sounded stupid or mean or something. Yeah. Or dumb. Is it okay to not be liked? Yeah, it's fine. 
I mean, easy to say, but yeah, I mean, it is okay to not be liked. Do you believe that? Um, maybe, <clears throat> maybe not. I, wow, that's a good question, Dr. K. I think that I don't worry about if people like me, but I don't like when people, is this really weird to say? No, stop. It's not weird. I don't care if Good. people You're like learning. me. Like, I'm not trying to be everyone's best friend, maybe, but I do care about if people dislike me mm. because I always feel like I don't, I'm not, I, I, I feel like. Keep going, buddy. I, I, I feel like there's a, there's a way to not, there's a way where you don't need to dislike someone, whether it's just knowing them more or figuring out what a problem was or something. I don't know. So let but me yeah, ask you know. a different yeah. question. Is it okay for you to be disliked? Yeah. Yes. You sure? Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know. No. Maybe that, Maybe I'm just being weird now. No, I'm not. I should stop saying that. That's a bad hat, by the way. You can even ask my like viewers here around me a lot. Like I always say, I'm so like I say I'm weird a lot, and that's really bad, probably. Okay, anyways, See, uh, even you're judging the weirdness, and you're calling it bad. Yeah, it, it's gonna it's recursive. It'll go back until the end of time, which is okay. Just notice it. Okay. It's just how you are. It's not good or bad. It's just how you are. There are good things about it. And there are bad things about it. We can talk about that in a second. But let's stick okay. with this. Are you are you okay being disliked? Um Yeah, I I think yeah. Even okay. I don't know what I just said son. Yeah, I'll say like just the simple answer is yes. I'm yeah. okay, definitely okay being disliked. Yeah, okay. So, I know that this is going to sound weird, but that makes perfect. I think both statements are true. So, I think that like so we tend to think about our mind as like a monolith. It's like one thing. Whereas really what we are is like our mind is actually like, it's like a party of NPCs who each do kind of whatever they want to. And our goal is to sort of get the NPCs to move in the same direction. And we want to like zone into this raid and like do the raid. And sometimes- Did you know I play World of Warcraft or something? Huh? Did you know I play World of Warcraft or something? I, mm. Sorry, I heard you make no. these things like, oh, okay. They're good analogies. Just, I'm ready. I mean, yeah, I just use gaming analogies and like most of it tends to be MOBAs and RPGs because that's what I play. But, oh yeah, sorry. Keep it going. Yeah. Sorry, so like, right. it's like you know, you're you're with this group of people, and like, so I I think that it's it's weird, Jake, because there's a part of you who I think is genuinely confident, mature, and resilient, and then there are also like knights at your round table that are concerned about dislike, are concerned about getting old, and are concerned about dying. Mm-hmm. Right. And that specter, which you judge yourself for, you judge yourself for like, oh, shit, I thought we dealt with that. It's like it's like zombie. It's like you killed it once and it's back again. Yeah. And so you've got to be careful because I think like you're doing a very subtle thing where you're. Even though that's the answer that pops up in your mind, your reluctance for that answer to be true allows you to ignore it. Can you say that last yeah. one more time? So like, like even though something pops up in your mind, mm -hmm. your reluctance for it to be true pushes you to just ignore it.
You're like, I don't want it to be true. I don't want to be afraid of yeah. death again. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I, I would be surprised, are you still living every day? And by every day, I don't mean most days. I mean, are there days where you live where you're no longer thinking about if I die tomorrow, would I be happy? Are you starting to think about the future? Um, yeah, I don't live like that every day anymore. Definitely. Yep. And is there a correlation between not living that way and the resurgence of your anxiety? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I, I think so, but yeah, yep. Yeah. I also, I also want to like, just say that something that I think has been a key that I've just realized in the timing of all this is I think streaming has changed a lot of how I live. It's actually changed how I live completely. Tell us about that. Um, well, um, when I first went to Japan, I went there to live for a year and come back, right? And I just started to stream. I happened to stream. It was like a, I did it every day, but it wasn't. I wasn't there to stream. I just had the stream following me. And after, you know, six or eight months of like, damn, this stream has blown up and I need to really focus on this. It turned into this. This is like realization I've thought of that I think is a lot, but it's turned, it turned into me living my life in the stream, seeing what my life was to me living the stream and my life was just following. Mm -hmm. And I think that is for me the biggest trigger for this anxiety recently. And I might be wrong, but I, I really do think I know myself and I know the changes I like what changes in my life. And this was the craziest change I've ever had. And I'm not, I mean, I'll just voice it. I'm always worried about saying that because I'm a little worried about the judgment from the viewers who are like, Oh dude, you just stream. Like you just make a bunch of money and all you do is go around and get drunk with like, I understand that argument, but I always, I'll just say that it's definitely something I always, well, I don't talk about it a lot, but it still was um, definitely a big change in my life. And once I, I, I realized that more so recently of, you know, it changed from the stream following my life to my life just being the stream and my life kind of just trailing behind me. Yep. And, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to take slow steps and to try and balance that back out to kind of live my life again. And that's why I to LA was one move, although timing kind of sucks with everything going on. But, you know, being around and trying to start my little healthy habits little by little again. Um, but yeah, I'd say yeah. a lot of my mental space is most of my mental space in the past couple of years is just purely dedicated to stream, like everything around being online and everything, which it wasn't always like that. So, yeah. yeah so I think that makes a lot of sense, Jake. So can I have a moment to collect my thoughts? Yeah, please. Are you playing an ad right now? No. Okay. Sorry. I, I didn't know if that was like an ad thing or something. I, I don't know. I mean, Sometimes fine, people run ad. ads and I just, okay. I'm, but I'm, I'm not, Sorry. I'm working with pen and paper, bro. Okay, okay. Clicking any buttons. Um, okay. I'm going to need a minute.
All right, either this is going to either I'm going to lose you guys completely or this is going to be helpful. Almost there. Okay. Boy, it's going to be hard to find the words to say this. Okay. So I'm just going to start talking. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Right. We're scared right now, but I'm ready. No, no, no. It's, I mean, the reason I'm, you know, I understand you're afraid, but the, what I'm saying is like, it's just like, I'm, I'm trying to, I feel like I've wrapped my head around something, but I don't know how to explain what I've wrapped my head around. Sounds like me every day. I'm ready. Um, so the first thing that I, we're going to kind of start in the present, right? So there's, there is Jake and Bake, and then there is Jake, and these are two different people. And it used to be that Jake was the one who was living life, and Jake and Bake was following along. And now what started to happen is like you started to become more Jake and Bake and less Jake. And over time, you know, so there's like the character and there's you, and, and I think you describe it really well that like you used to just live your life. And that was like, Jake was the guy who woke up and said, I want to be able to die tomorrow with no regrets. That was never Jake and Bake. In fact, the anxiety was the idea of you dying a thousand days in the future and like regretting that thousand days, which is different about, there's a difference between like dying tomorrow and living a life that isn't good enough because you're going to go to hell. It's like a summation of your entire life. It becomes greater than today. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jake and Bake, I think then starts to like, the more you, you the more the stream grows, then you're like, oh, this is a thing, which is like, but remember that Jake grew out of a completely different thought process than like, this is a real thing now. He didn't care if it was a real thing. He just did today. Mm -hmm. And once the stream becomes real, then you end up with New Year's night where it's huge and it's great. And the next day, Jake didn't want to go out and stream. And Jake and Bake said, you got to stream, bro, because it's a real thing. And so like on that day, Jake and Bake took over. Right. And he said like, hey, man, like it's not about you anymore. It's about me. And and yeah. so, so. Right. So, and it was hard because when Jake and Bake takes over, like Jake's not ready for it. And then you kind of stayed home and, and whatnot. So fine. So now like we get into a, another problem, which is that once Jake and Bake takes over, there's a particular vulnerability that you have, which is that you've always been someone who is watching the reactions of other people. And so if you have a mind that watches the reactions of other people and can be self-deprecating and can cause them to smile, that is like, that is just lighter fuel for Jake and Bake. 
right? Because like you take a, a guy who's very tuned in to like not wanting to be disliked. And now we see the struggle because like at times Jake and Bake speaks and Jake and Bake says, yeah, I really don't want to be disliked. It's not okay for me to be disliked. It makes me deeply uncomfortable when I look at someone and I can't make them smile. But the funny thing is that Jake is there too. And Jake is like, I embrace discomfort and I challenged myself and I took the road less traveled and I survived and I can be confident in who I am. And there really are people that have disliked me in the past and I can be completely fine with that. Mm -hmm. But Jake and Bake there is, is, is also there and he's kind of like looking at the judgments of other, he's like watching the faces of other people. Like you see that? Like you're confident you, but then Jake and Bake is in the back and he's like watching the faces of other people. And he's like, oh shit, that guy doesn't like me. Better pack a joke. Mm -hmm. So that's how you are. And then like Jake and Bake sort of fucking feeds on that because it's fertile soil. Mm -hmm. And then it starts to get worse, right? So like the J Jake and Bake sort of takes over on January 1st, 2019. And he takes over for just one day. And then in, on a given day, it's like, Jake is piloting or Jake and Bake is piloting? And depending on who's piloting, you feel anxiety or you don't feel anxiety. And then what happens is, this is just the way that your brain works. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just okay. I'm good. So then what happens is like your anxiety programming turns on because that's just how our mind works. It's like when you see, you know, when you see a toilet, you have a certain automatic programming that kicks in based on the stimulus. Your mind is like, your brain is like, okay, we're in this situation again. Let's turn on all the switches that apply to the situation. Okay. And once anxiety starts, it's like, oh shit, we know this. We've done this before. Fear of death, here we go. Right? And then it arises. And then your fear of death like sort of starts to come back. And it's like, what, what the fuck? I dealt with this. And it's, it's like, yeah, you dealt with it. But your brain is like, oh, this applies. That's how it works. So our brain scans our environment, looks into the past and says, what have we learned about this situation? Let's access it again. And I know it sounds really simple, but like, that's the way that you know how to function. Like you can't, you know, when you look at a toothbrush, your brain doesn't say like, what is this strange device? You don't treat it as brand new. Your brain recalls, what have I done with this thing before? What is everything that I know about a toothbrush? And let's like turn on that circuitry again. And then you brush your teeth and you don't pay attention. So it's almost like your brain is reactivating your anxiety. Right. And then you've got like, okay. And then like, maybe there's some stuff in here. I mean, maybe if you want to see a therapist, you can talk about this kind of shit, but you know, maybe yeah. there's some fear that you are getting older and that like, that's sort of giving you like, if, you know, if we want to get super, like if you want to talk of it's like the Sigmund Freud said, so he would say that your, your decrease in vision is giving you a sense of your, your mortality and you are facing mortality once again. And the fear of death is returning. Right. So oh. you could say all that shit. I don't yeah. know if it's true or not. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the other thing is that once the anxiety starts, then you start becoming future oriented again, right? Then it, then it comes back to like, what if something's wrong? What, what if something is a little bit wrong with me? Mm -hmm. And then I ask you, well, what's the problem with that? And you say like, well, like the problem with that is that if something a little bit is wrong with me, like, let's be honest, Jake, you didn't say it, but we all know it is that that little something could be something bigger down the road. That's the yeah. fear, right? Is yeah. that it like could be cancer. Like maybe you've got a brain tumor. Like that's what you're afraid yeah. of in the completely yep. irrational way. And if you go search on WebMD, it gets worse. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. By the way, I, I do want to like to say, maybe my, I might've said fear of death. I think the overall thing was I had really bad hypochondria, which led to the fear of death. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, same, same thing, same, yep. same conclusion. Yeah, that's when you think you have cancer, that's hypochondria, yeah. right? Yeah. So good, right? So like, 
That's what you've been thinking. And then if we think about it, like once you start thinking that this comes to the crux of it, and this is how I think you conquered your anxiety. Yep. Anxiety is concerned about what point in time. Like when is anxiety concerned? Like what is it worried about? The past, the present, or the future? Future. And when you start living your life in a way that you can die tomorrow, when are you concerned? What are you concerned now. with? Absolutely. Now and, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's that simple. Yeah. Right? So when you start living in the today, like literally, as we talked about earlier, that there are some things that satisfy your anxiety and feed it, right? It's just like hunger. Like what yep. happens when I, like if I take a three-year-old and the three-year-old is hungry and I give it food, does the three-year-old feel satisfied? Um, it's not a trick question. Uh, I, I think yes. Yes. And then yes. what happens to the three-year-old that I feed? What does it become? Full of poop. Absolutely. Uh, and then over time, they grow, right? Because if you yeah. feed oh, something, sorry, yes. yeah. it grows. And then yes. what happens yeah. to the three-year-old's hunger a year later? It gets more. It eats a little more. Absolutely. Okay. Right? So, like, then what happens is the more that you start living in the future, if you search WebMD... Or if you do other things, like if you let yourself look at the reactions of others and cave to the reactions of others, mm -hmm. then what happens is all you're doing is like feeding that thing, which then grows and grows and grows. And then you did something really, really amazing, which is that like you stopped feeding it, right? Because you mm -hmm. felt those anxieties when you woke up every day and you shifted your mindset. You can't convince me that you didn't feel that anxiety. You just turned away from it. You yeah. didn't satisfy it, and it probably felt very, very discomforting because you turned away from it, and you were like, okay, I'm going to start to live in the present. Yeah. And then you started to feel bliss, and you're like, wow, that sounds super grandiose. No, man, but that's how it works. Like, that's what yogis yeah. have been saying for thousands of years, is that focusing on the present and freeing yourself from the attachment of the future. Yeah. And because that's what you're doing, right? You're saying, like, I could die tomorrow. You are letting go of anything yeah. that could happen in the future. It could all be for naught. But yep. you're going to do today the way that you want to do today. Yep. And that leads to bliss. That's the right word, actually. It's not a grandiose term. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. And then what happens is as you start living in the future, who lives in the future, Jake or Jake and Vake? Uh, probably Jake and Bigman. He has the reins right now. Absolutely, right? And so then, like, the more that you live in the future, the more it becomes Jake and Bake. The more it becomes, is my stream going uphill or is it going downhill? Do people yeah. like it or do people not like it? Then you start to think these thoughts and then the opinions of others and all that shit starts to roll in. And then your brain is like, oh, shit, this is anxiety. Like, let's start being afraid of death again. Let's Oh, if we're thinking about the future... Let's throw in a little bit of hypochondria because that's what we do when we think about the future. And you move further and further and further away from Jake. Yep. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, that's cool. That's very, uh, yeah. Are you still going? I'm listening. This is good. I mean, this, that's is very, this is very on point right now. Um, yeah, I think that's like kind of the end of the cycle, right? So. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's it's 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 cool to see how you, you kind of mapped it all out. Um, this is something that the way you mapped it out, I mean, it's really well put into words. I, I've kind of had the feeling of like this exact exactly what you just said of like I'm I'm just not 
even like so i live with my my girlfriend right now and my best friend since i'm like nine years old like he's like my brother like we talk through the year like he helped me out when i, when I was struggling at that time in 19 i helped him out through some stuff and hit like we've been very back and forth on like empowering each other but um even like talking to him i think the biggest thing i realize is like i've just lost my i, I say I'm, I'm lost in the sauce like when i joke around with him like i'm kind of lost in the sauce like i'm just i am i've just become a little bit away from who i really am because of streaming um so i've been trying to take these like i said these little steps to get back but i really think and that maybe this is where the problem is, is like i i can't seem to like 100 commit and i really think it's hard to do while maintaining a live stream like i don't want to go to i don't know how deep we can go into live streaming but like it's just it's such a um oh man i'm thinking now about the judgment of people when you when streamers talk about their jobs it's always like i know what chat thinks because i used to be chat but like many jobs across the board are always demanding all the time streaming is one of those that is like 24 7 mental demand and i think that it's hard to find jake while i stream as i do because it's like if i revert back and i don't know like or maybe it's a good thing maybe if i went fully back to jake and started streaming, maybe my stream would be cool i, I don't know like ah yeah but anyways i i just think it's very hard to pivot and make huge life changes while you are a live streamer because there's just like so, so Jake, that's the problem. Just listen to the statement you're making, okay? This, that statement is the problem. Your yeah, salvation so. never came through pivoting and making huge life changes. You never tried to pivot. You never said, yeah. I'm going to turn around 180 degrees. What did you say to yourself? How did you turn around 180 degrees? I just changed my mindset. Wait, and wait, to what? About about yeah. So you're not caring... Just not not caring, but to just living for right now. And Absolutely right. You said I don't care about 180 degrees. And re even now, you're saying I don't know how to turn things around. Oh, mm. right. You see it. You're saying I don't know how to go back 180 degrees to what I used to be. But that's not how you got to where you used to be. You started by moving one degree. That's what you should yeah. focus on. And even now, you say, "Oh, if I become Jake again, I don't know if my stream will explode." There it is again. Jake. Still Jake and Bake. That's Jake and Bake hijacking Jake. And he says, yeah, Jake, like, you be you, buddy. Like, I'm still going to take the reins, but let's let's pretend that you're going to be in charge. It's still Jake and Bake. Sign. I'm still look I'm looking at the sign. I'm about to fucking knee it in half. Do you see this thing? Sorry, what? it's like, yeah. <laughs> there's a sign above my head. Yeah. This is weird. It's hovering. Always hovering. My God. Okay, anyways. Sorry. Continue. Good. No, it's good. It's very I'm metaphoric. Not to break it. It's very memorable. It's cool. Yeah. Right? So so that's Jake. Jake is the one who can recognize that that sign is your curse and is something to be appreciated. That your streaming yes. career is awesome and and like great yep. and that you enjoy it and it's a lot of fun and it's like like you're lucky and it's a burden. It's like having a kid. It's like yeah, it's an, an enjoyable and fulfilling and awesome. Do you have kids? No. Okay. Not not, not a true boomer. <laughs> not a true boomer. Okay. Pseudo boomer. Yeah, sure. Pseudo boomer is good. And and so like the thing about kids is like sure it's awesome and fulfilling, but it's also fucking exhausting and sucks sometimes. Yep. Yep. Right. It's like sometimes I want to like sit out. Like sometimes I want to play video games until four in the morning and then like sleep until noon. But the thing is, your kid wakes up when they wake up and like they don't you know you can't hit a snooze button. 
And they, like, literally what happened today was actually, like, super cute. And I loved her. But she, like, came and, like, I wanted to sleep because our alarm went off at 5 in the morning. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then she, like, picked up my head. Like, I was, like, sleeping. And then she was, like, trying to wake me up. And then she, like, picked up my head and, like, looked it in the face. And then she nice. kissed me on the face. And then oh. she laid down on my pillow so that I couldn't even lay down on the pillow. And then I put my head. It was really, actually really cute. It's like very nice. But it was also that's like, I'm still tired today. Yeah. You know? And that's what Jake and Bake Live is. Jake and Bake like demands your attention and needs. It's like a hungry, hungry child. And you can appreciate it, but also be like, man, it, you know, you got to like lay off from time to time. and You need a break. Yeah. But. So let me ask you a question. So like, where do you think you go from here? Like, how do we, how do we help you? Um, How do you help yourself? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, like I said, I've been, I've been like trying to work towards the little things I know that I really enjoyed doing that really made me feel like I was kind of, I don't know, productive. I just, I just felt like I was just purpose. Every, every day had purpose, like you know, so little things like I used to work, like just a little workout or little yogas every morning. Just like I've, I've been trying to take a little bit more personal time um, from stream and like off time. Um, uh, these are like all little baby steps. And I think what's important is I've, I've kind of like recognized and it's the way you're putting the words is great. Cause it's like even easier to kind of see, but I've kind of recognized these things and I just, yep. I kind of know how to fix them. It's just, I've been taking baby steps and like, I'm not seeing results fast enough. And then like, you know, ah, kind of not seeing fault. results fast enough. Is that Jake or Jake and bake? Um, that might be, that might actually just be a Jake thing of me just, thinking like wow you did this before you know exactly what it feels like and what it feels like when you have good days where like there's some days where like if i don't stream for two days i'm actually with my friends we're just we were, let's say we went on a hike the day before and i didn't go on the computer i actually like I'll, I'll wake up and i'll feel like crisp and i'll be like holy shit like i've had a few of those days where i'm just wake up and like dude like and those are those are reassuring days because like dude like you, you can it's just gonna take a little time some effort you can do this like those are my reassuring days but um Anyway, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Yeah, so, uh, so, so I want to just point that out, right? So like, just, yeah. just pay attention to this thought. Look at this thought. Okay. I'm not getting better fast enough, and yeah. it's going to take some time. Okay. Those are like contrary to me. I think one is Jake and yeah. Bacon, one is Jake. And you say yeah. that the days that you're crisp, you say it's going to take, it's going to take some time. And on other days, you say it's not happening fast enough. Those are two different people holding the reins. I really don't think that that's the same person. I'm not bipolar, right? No, you're not bipolar. This is normal, buddy. This is okay. how everyone is. Okay. So, like, just just let's think about this scientifically for a second. So, first of all, okay. I do think that you know a lot of this stuff. I, I can't put the piece. You give me the pieces of the puzzle. I just put them together. Yep. But like, you, you're the one who's giving me this. So, you know this yep. on some level. Mm-hmm. Second thing. Oh, yeah. Second thing is that you're not weird. Like the reason that I'm able to do this is because you're like other people, right? Like yeah. that's the only way that I could do this. It's not like I'm discovering something brand new for the first time. It's like, this is how people work. Like this is how anxiety works. Anxiety mm-hmm. literally cannot exist in the past and cannot exist in the present. It must exist in the future. Mm-hmm. And if your mind is in the present, you cannot be experiencing anxiety. This is why video games are so fucking addictive because when you're raging at your teammate in lol, you're not thinking about Me. how... Sorry. Yeah. 
Leagues for kids, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Hey, don't get me started, bro. A lot of people on my stream like League, and I'm 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 a Dota. I'm I'm a big fan of Dota. Oh, hey, a man of culture. All right, sorry. Let's continue. Sorry, <laughs> boomers, boomers of the world unite. <laughs> yeah, imagine playing a kids game. No, right, leagues, I, I played the actually like for the first time a couple weeks ago. It's actually kind of fun. Yeah. I think it's just a different yeah. game. It's like apples and oranges. I think it's like one of these. Everyone can get kind of hoity-toity about what their own personal preferences are, right? You can think that your personal preferences make you greater than another human being, but it's it's more like apples and pre-sliced packaged apples. That's the difference. <laughs> so you play Dota? Sorry. Yeah. Interesting. What else do you? Play? I mean, I don't play a lot, but I right now play a lot of Valorant. Sorry, okay. I totally got sidetracked. Sorry, you're really making profound statements. No, 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 no. no it's good. How's Valorant? I just get triggered by League. Valorant's great. Um, I mean, I like CS for a long time, so it's fun. It's like Counter-Strike with a little cherry on top with all the little abilities, but it's mm. good. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I anyway, so just thinking so so I think you're not you're not like that weird or anything, Jake. Don't don't worry about it, man. You're like it's yeah. completely like I think a lot of what your thoughts are are actually quite logical, even though if they mm. don't feel the only reason they they seem illogical is because we don't understand like where they're coming from. Like even your fear of death returning. It's like actually mm -hmm. kind of makes sense. Like it doesn't make sense from within the mind, but once you understand how the mind works, it's just your mind is like, oh, we've been here before. Mm -hmm. Let's turn on our programming. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, so small doses of living in the present. Like any other thoughts about how you move forward from here? I have a couple of suggestions, but I'm curious what, what you think. Um, well, I don't know. I, honestly, I really thought and I still think that my move back to LA was huge, uh, being around friends and family and kind of like being able to at least have somewhat sometimes like just normal life stuff going on. However, just like on like timing right now is just really bad. Like I, you know, just unable to go outside yeah. and like hard to see. It's just, it's just out of my control. And I don't, I, I just not going to worry about that. I'm just letting the time go on and like until things kind of stabilize. But uh, that was one thing I thought was a huge step was kind of being back home sure. um, and Good. a little life little lifestyle things that i i do i mean sounds kind of weird but i recently bought a car i, I like driving i haven't drove in years because i lived abroad and just driving my car on the highway makes me feel like human again sounds kind of weird but like i i love that feeling and like i didn't do that for years and little things like that i think are um are really good actually yeah uh, yeah so so i think those are awesome a couple of other things to just think about um, yeah. and, and if, if that's sufficient, I mean, that may work. Um, or I, I think it, it really will work just a couple cherries on top. Let's call them. Okay. So the first thing is, I think a lot of people have this idea that doing something the second time should be easier than doing it the first time. In my experience, that's actually not true. Like getting up and working out one day is easier than getting up and working out the next day. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, don't judge yourself for being quote unquote back to square one, because I actually think that, you know, cause you're kind of saying like, okay, this is the formula that worked for the first time. Therefore, let me implement it again. And it should work for the second time. I think what you're dealing with is actually different. The resurgence of the problem is a different thing. The third time is, is easier than the second time, but like, I don't know how to say this. It's just like, you know, overcoming something once is different from overcoming it the second time or re-overcoming it. But third time is also re-overcoming it. 
I don't know if that makes sense. Um, you mean like the first, if you did it the first time, the second time is might be different and more difficult, but the third time, because maybe you've done it, you've done it this way and you've done it this way. Maybe now you understand. Yeah. So, so doing something the first time, Mm -hmm. doing something once is separate from doing something again. I think those are actually different skills. Sure. Okay. And, but the thing is doing something again is its own skill. So therefore third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th times are doing something again. So I'll give you just an uh, example. Okay. I got it. So like, I'll like, I, actually I should have started with this. So I, 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 in my day job, I'm an addiction psychiatrist. Okay. So like, l- let me put it this way. When someone gets sober for the first time, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. If they relapse, getting sober again is actually harder. Got it. Okay. Because they, you know, they got sober first and then they were like, yeah, man, I did it. And then there's this whole other layer of shame and difficulty if they come crashing down. Got it. Right. Because like building something for the first time is different from like cleaning out the rubble of like failing and then trying to do it again. Mm -hmm. But then the third, fourth, fifth time that they relapse, they actually start to get better at it. But that first relapse is a whole different ballgame from like the first time you become sober. Got Does it. that make sense? Yes. Yes. Right. So, like, getting sober the first time and relapsing, relapsing is a whole different ball game than like doing something first. So, so I would give yourself a little bit of uh, slack and like cut yourself a break if it does take longer than it's supposed to, because it's not mm-hmm. the same thing. Yep. Right. Like, like overcoming something when you were nineteen was different from being a streamer and having this artificial pressure of the stream taking advantage of your your personality of being very tuned in to what people think and becoming uncomfortable with their dislike. Like, do you see how, like, that's the way you've always been, but being a streamer just fucking puts that shit on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's it's not, like, you're not 19 anymore, man. And, like, I don't mean that in a a (laughs) good way. I I, mean, like, you know, it's like, it's like yeah. it's a whole different ball game that you're in. You're in the big leagues now. So your anxiety yeah. is going to have different things to feed on. And so it's not, it's going to take, it may take longer. The next thing is that I, I would, I think it would really help you to be present in the tension. So in the past, you used to be present in your progress. But the question is, can you be present in not progressing? And like, I don't even know if that makes sense, but like, if you can just even acknowledge that, like, okay, today is a day that I can't move one degree. Mm. And if you can sit with that and then like, because the thing is, when you don't move a single degree, what our mind tends to do is move into the future. And you think Mm. about the consequences of failure today, right? Mm. But there's a funny way that you can actually disarm all of this shit is if you can sit with your failure today and not project it into the future. Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of saying I feel like that's kind of like what I'm doing with the fact that there's like the virus going on and like I'm in LA like I can't control I'm just kind of letting it yeah. right I'm great perfect I, I I think that's that's because you're kind of saying like oh I'm stuck and I'm not like I came here to do this and it's not happening is that what you mean but I'm, yeah but I'm I'm very real about it like I'm just like it's, I, it's out of my control like I got to let that kind of play out and then I can beautiful take those steps right so I have to let that play out is not like you trying to 
plan for the exits, right? So if your anxiety was active, if Jake and Bake was active, what you would be doing is looking for the exits and looking for the bathrooms, planning for eventualities. But what's happening, Jake is like, nothing I can do, bro. Yeah. Just got to let it play out. And then when things calm down, I'll figure out what I'm going to do. And Jake and Bake well, doesn't I, I, like I that. I don't say bro, but yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say bro. Um, do you? Yeah. I, I, huh. my, my biggest concern is that it's not inclusive to certain portions of our audience, but I sort of use oh. it in a gender neutral way, which may make me misogynistic in and of itself. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. Well, it's the internet. So you're everything now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I, like, you know, I, I'd say that even if you can sit with the tension of not moving forward and be in the present of not advancing, that in a weird way can pull the plug out okay. from your anxiety. Does that make sense? Like you don't have to be progressing yeah. to be in the present. The key thing is to be in the present. You don't have to be taking those baby steps. Even if you sit with the failure of not being able to take a baby step today, it'll actually mm -hmm. still do the same thing. Got it. Okay. Um, and the last thing is sometimes I teach people how to meditate so I can teach. Yep. Uh, do you meditate? Um, no, when I was 19, that's one of the things I tried and I actually got to a point where this, I, I shared this yesterday on stream. So I, there's like one song that triggers my favorite song, most like my favorite relaxation song. And there was a point where I'd like, I'll just practice meditation YouTube techniques. And I had one friend that was like super spiritual in the meditating. His name was Junior. And he kind of like taught me a little bit. And there was one point where I could meditate so deep that I had headphones in with the music and I could tune out. The music was gone. And like, uh, it was really cool actually. But no, I do not meditate. But I thought I'd share it with you because I think that you do meditate. I think I've seen on streams. No? Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. You, you, you do meditate. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So like, I, I wanted to share that with you because I thought that was super. Like, yeah. That was actually really cool. And that's like, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people don't believe in meditation, but I thought it was really cool that it's real. Yeah. Anyways, yeah no, so, I do not. Do you want to learn today? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm open for everything. I'm op I'm an open-minded person. I'm ready for anything, I think, except for the okay. weird things. But. So, <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to say a joke, but because we're go streaming, but like, I don't need to do that. I'll say I'm open for anything except for butt stuff. Like that's the joke I was gonna say, but like it's I don't know if this is the right context. <laughs> Sorry, it's like streaming is like just in there. It's just Jake and Bake talking. Okay, he's just trying to make a joke and have a people. Yeah, laugh so so laugh. that's what I'm saying is like let him talk, but just be aware who's talking, right? So like let him out from time to time. All right, Maybe so this is exercise. Right time for that. All yeah, right, no, it's so. fine. I think Jake's Jake's been operating long enough. Jake and Bake, right. Jake and Bake deserves it. A run on the on the track you know right. you gotta let him exercise and come out there from time to time okay. um but yeah yeah so so you said maybe and you said you're up for anything so i'm yes, not quite uh, sure would be yes okay yes i would all right so i'll teach you a meditation technique and and you know what i would tell you is that the goal of is uh, people ask me how often should i meditate and then i say you know three to five minutes to start off with three to five times a week but in your case the answer is going to be today Okay. Right. So like, be careful about setting a schedule for yourself in terms of meditation. If you do yoga, that's really good. So, um, you have, uh, yeah. So the last thing is that you, you, you know, it may be worth your while to see a therapist or mental health professional if this stuff continues or starts to impair your function. Okay. Right. So like, I'm sure that someone somewhere could diagnose you with an anxiety disorder because people like diagnosing people with things. Um, but yeah. that's not something yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not telling you, you have this. It's just like, you need a more thorough evaluation. 
And they'll yeah. ask you a lot of questions that I didn't ask you. Um, yeah. Like, for example, you know, does anyone in your family have anxiety? And like, you know, how long did it last? And all this kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, having to find the exits, by the way, is something called agoraphobia. So that, that sense of, of like needing to escape and needing safety and being assured of like safety is like oftentimes or is, is one manifestation of something called agoraphobia, which sometimes mm -hmm. also people call is like fear of going outside. So they stay at home because they're afraid of like what could happen if they leave the house. Yep. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, I, I'd say that if, if it really starts to affect you, I'd really strongly consider seeing a mental health professional and see if you actually, you know, do fit criteria for an anxiety disorder. And there are treatments mm -hmm. for that. Treatments for anxiety disorders include like psychotherapy, like talk therapy, exposure therapy, which is when you kind of like expose yourself to whatever, you know, induces the anxiety um, yeah. and medication. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's meditate. Let me just think. I don't want to say anything else. Any questions for me? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, not really. I mean, um, yeah. So something else for you to just chew on. So, you know, sometimes I talk about karma, karma. Mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, you don't have to believe this. It's just I find it fascinating that, like, I, you know, I think that your initial bout of anxiety was part of your, the way I see that. I'm not saying it's true. It's just the way that I conceptualize people. I think I look through them through the lens of karma. And the really interesting thing is that without your fear of death, I don't think you would have become the person that you are today. So I see a strong karmic influence there. That essentially like, you know, that was a, a pretty big event that altered the course of your life. And if you feel so inclined to indulge in this kind of irrational thinking, then I would encourage you to think a little bit about your current challenge and whether that's also life signaling you to like take take stock of where you are right now and don't just act on autopilot because that's essentially what your fear of death did for you back then is it like kind of woke you up and helped you recalibrate and yeah. put you on a path that it sounds like has been very enriching for you as well as like people who watched you. So just something to toss out and think about if you if you want to. I uh, appreciate it. I, yeah. Okay. Um, so any thoughts about that? Um, I, I mean, I've, I, I think I've thought something similar. Just like, is everything I'm doing right now, the not the word isn't right, but it's like, is there something that is like, I don't know, like deeper that is just not not correct right now like is there yeah i've thought yeah. about that yeah yeah so i encourage you to continue yeah. thinking about it you know i i don't okay. know so so being sort of a scientist by background like it's kind of interesting because i don't know if that's true but if you look at things from a data perspective just because it's true doesn't mean that it doesn't have utility Right. So like there's good evidence that re rethinking your life through like a broader perspective has utility and positive outcomes, even if it's not true. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so so I'm glad you're thinking about it. I encourage you to continue thinking about it, maybe meditating on it, exploring it, talking with your friends and, and your brother and, and girlfriend and stuff like that. Going for long drives and mulling it over. It's a good one. Yeah. Going for hikes, things like that. Yeah. Love it.
Um, okay, so let's meditate. So sit up straight. And I'm going to teach you um, a practice that we do relatively often on stream, but I'll just, you know, do it again um, because we haven't taught it in a little while. And it's actually a really, really good practice for anxiety. And part of the reason it's a good practice for anxiety is because when your mind becomes anxious, you actually activate like your adrenaline system and your like danger neurocircuitry. So you start to yeah. feel like you're in danger and your heart starts beating fast. You start getting sweaty. Your stomach that feels a lot to me. Yep. So this, this uh, technique in some, so it's a weird amount of scientific support. So it has some very basic scientific support and has clinical support, but the middle part, we don't really know to be true, which is weird. But basically what this technique does is shuts off your sympathetic nervous system and reactivates your parasympathetic nervous system. So it shuts off your adrenaline and like kind of like calms you down and like activates your vagus nerve. Vagus nerve is what slows down your heart. Adrenaline is what pumps up your heart. There's a vagus nerve here, right? If you hit it, you knock you out. Uh, I it in like... Never mind. Okay, sorry. Vagus nerve actually runs kind of along your throat. But yeah, somewhere. Okay, anyways, okay. People get... Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is over there, but it's like deeper. It's not like near the surface of your neck. Okay. Well, I am feeling ner a little nervous right now, so I'm really curious. Though. Great. So um, is your nose clogged? Just uh, one nostril, but it's fine. I can breathe with my nose. <laughs> okay. So Wait, you want so, me to blow it? Let me see. Yeah. Okay. So one of your nostrils is going to be more closed than the other. Do you have a deviated septum? You don't uh, know. Never what been that... to the doctor for that. I know okay. what that is. Never been to the doctor for it. Okay. Is is the same nostril before. always closed for you? No, but I should keep an eye on that. Okay. I've never kept an eye. Yeah, it's my left one. So, okay, good. Someone remember that. Right. Okay. So, if you're curious about that, we can have a, another conversation about swara. Swara is the rhythm of your nostrils opening and closing. But can you do this? Just fold down. Yep, great. So, I want you to take your thumb and block your right nostril. Breathable one? Yep. And then breathe in through your left. And then block this switch and breathe out. Breathe in through the right nostril again. And when you have a full breath of air, switch and breathe out. Breathe in through the same. Switch and breathe out. In. Switch. Out. I'll keep talking, but go ahead and close your eyes. Breathe in. Switch out. In. Switch out. It's okay to yawn. It's okay to yawn if you need to. In. Switch out. 
switch out and now continue at your own pace. Remember to switch on a full breath. Good. So then in, in. And switch on a full breath. We'll practice for about 60 to 90 seconds. Go ahead and finish the round that you're on. Let your eyes remain closed. Let your hands relax when you're done with the round. And just sit and enjoy.
Chat woke me up. I was sleeping. <laughs> Hi. Do you want to meditate? What do you want to do? I know. I was telling a story about you earlier. It's okay. I'll bring her in a minute. Okay, come here. Okay. Am I still meditating? Huh? Am I still meditating? I don't know. Are you? You tell me. What was that I'm like for up. you? It was okay. I, my, I could feel my heart. And I was... And actually, when I felt my heart, I was going to stop and say, am I supposed to hear my heart beating? But then I turned that potential negative thought into a positive thought. And instead, I embraced my heartbeat. And I wanted to feel the rhythm and think about what it's beating and where all the blood's going. That's what I did actually in my head right now. Cool. Sounds great, man. I hope so. <laughs> was it was it a pleasant experience? Yeah, it was. I mean, it's not like I flew or something, but it was. Um, for me, the biggest thing about meditating was always that you have a sense of control over your body that you usually don't have, and that, um, yeah, that's maybe that, and like you can kind of feel yourself. And I don't really do that really, but. Yeah, it was definitely, it was positive. So as you were paying attention to your heart, were you thinking thoughts or were you just feeling things? Uh, there was a lot of, but then I started to just try to, at the very end there, try to just focus on the beat and um, I tried to just envision it kind of spreading the... Right, so as as you had, whatever you envisioned is great. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you envision it and you focus on it, what happens to your thoughts? Um, they weren't there anymore. Like, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they weren't there. Great. So, um, yeah. So I, I think that's the point, right? Is to free yourself from the thoughts. Be quiet so that Daddy can teach. No, you want attention. This is what we call attention-seeking behavior. Um, any, any. So, uh, uh, Jake, you know, I. Hey, shh. Hey, what? Thank you. I know you're silly. She wants to be a streamer, I guess. Oh, or she's performing nice. for someone. Okay. Uh, so, Jake, one. Uh, any questions for me before we wrap up? Because I think I'm going to have to go. Because she's. Hey, you want to get out of here, or you want to stay? Um, uh, I don't, I don't know if I have any questions right now. I mean, I was, it was kind of, it's nice to hear, you know, how you kind of portray things and, um, it's things that I kind of knew, but it, maybe I just kind of was looking at them through like, it was a little fuzzy still looking at my picture, what I think is going on. Yeah. I think you, I think you helped paint the picture a little bit better. Um, for me, I think I'm always someone that, like I said before, is very strong willed and I, it not, it's not going to be the same, but I, I really think that the knowledge and understanding of what's causing things is, is the first is like, for me, like a, a huge step. And then after that is really just not, not worrying about it, taking short or long time, like it did the first time and comparing it, but just kind of just, you know, using that knowledge to, I don't know, flow, I flow out of things as it's supposed to happen day by day instead of yeah. worrying about, yeah. You know, Wednesday. Beautifully put, man. But, I, I think, you know, I, I agree with you that like understanding what's going on is the first step. 
And, and one of the things that I say on stream pretty often is good diagnosis precedes good treatment. And until you know what's going on, you can't really fix anything. True. Oh. All right. So thank you very much, man. It was, yeah, it was great you. having you. And, and good uh, luck with I, everything. I, thank you. I, I got to ask you. Someone said that you speak Chinese. I want to hear it. Uh, oh. What is it? Um, not me and she. How do you what do you want to say? Like, uh, no, I'm, I'm just I'm thinking of the word. Uh, 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 that was back in 2005, so it's been 15 years. Hey, I don't know how to say order food. Like, I know how to say... Dientai. 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 Fan. Dientai. Fan. Oh, sure. Did you ever travel to China? Sorry, random question. No, I've never been to China. I've been to Japan like three or four times, but never to China. Okay, cool. Nice. And right. yeah, so I just had to ask that. Yeah, cool, man. All right. Well, uh, yeah, thank thank you so much for having me and uh talking. It was nice talking to someone who I think knows what they're talking about. And uh <laughs> um um yeah, I don't is this is this the end? Sure. Oh, okay. So we can well, say maybe we'll play Dota sometime. I'm gonna message you my Steam ID. We'll yeah, absolutely. Sometime. And then and then um maybe you can help me with my mandarin and i also speak a little bit of japanese so i'm rusty on that oh, sweet. Too. yeah i'm gonna but, i'm gonna get you on a i'm gonna get you in on a dota game with admiral bulldog you know who that is yes i do know who admiral bulldog is yeah i'm gonna we're gonna get you in on a bulldog game we'll do okay. that for sure, sure. All right sounds good All right. man take care thank you Doc. Bye. okay bye-bye